for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Oh, we got a doink. We got a doink. Doink alert. Extra point. Alouettes. Doink. So it's 13-12. Hamilton, 344 left in the third quarter. I gotta find Good like a doink. little clown horn for that or something, you know. Well, we just doink need alert. A doink Speedy. noise. We gotta go tape some doinks and then we can play it. Yes. Uh, we were talking about this last night. But in football now, when I think you say the word, there was a doink. Everybody knows exactly what it means, and they know that the kick did not go through. You'd have to say it doinked in. If you just say doink, it's implied that it missed. Having talked to some football-oriented people from uh, the last time we talked last night, I was able to talk to some this morning, and they agree with you 100%. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. You were, you were talking about doinks. <laughs> Who had the double doink? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Cody Parkey of the Bears. Get this. Okay. The double doink has its own Wikipedia page. Ah. <laughs> Uh, this was what year was it? 2018 NFC Wild Card game. Right. Okay. Yeah. 43 yarder against the Eagles. I guess it was partially blocked. Hit the left upright and then bounced off the crossbar and then finally fell f- back into the end zone. So the Eagles won 16-15. Yes, and it has the that uh, Michaels and Collinsworth were calling the game, and I guess Collinsworth said the Bears' season is going to end on a double doink. So there we go. There you go. That's it. Apparently, it says Chris Berman was the first one to use the term. Doesn't surprise me. Back in 2000. Berman had a lot of that good stuff. He's good. Yeah. He's 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 a fun lesson yeah. for sure. All right. So it was a just a single doink on the Montreal convert. No good. So 13-12. Hamilton leads that game in the third quarter. The Oil Kings are scoreless with the Rebels at Rogers Place. That's nine minutes into the game. The uh, Blue Jays have tied it. It's now 6-6 against Tampa. The Rays batting in the bottom of the sixth. So Tampa was up 3-0 after four. The Jays got four to go ahead in the fifth. The Rays came back with three in their half of the fifth. The Blue Jays come back with two in the top of the sixth. So it's 6-6 in the bottom of the sixth. And uh, Mooner just texted me, the Huskies got a touchdown. So late in the first quarter at foot field, Saskatchewan leading Alberta 10-3. Nice. Uh, Did I miss anything? Nope. I think we got everything. Want more goal songs? Oh, Canada over Qatar 2-0 in a World Cup tune-up game. Oilers 2.30 face-off show game at 4 on Sunday, taking on the Jets at Rogers Place. Yeah, we can do a few more uh, goal songs. I've got an email I want to get to as well, but do the goal songs. For sure. Okay, coming in on the text line, we got another anonymous texter that says, Rock and Roll Part 2. So, w- for one thing, that's a classic, but two, there's a little bit of a, you know, well, not a little bit, there's a large gray cloud over that song now and its usage and that stuff, and a lot of teams have scaled back from using yeah, it. Yeah, that right? used to get used a lot, I think, uh, what I want to say, early to mid-90s. Yes, absolutely. I think, like, definitely in the mid '90s, you heard it. I, know, the, I think the LA Kings were using it for a while while Gretzky was there, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yep. Well, now they use "I Love I- LA" with Randy Newman after each goal. Right. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, we got one from Jeff who says he loves Chicago Blackhawks usage of Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. Oh yeah, that's a fun one to sing along to, mm-hmm. or to do do along to, I guess. Yeah, that's all it is. Is do 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 do. No, that's not exactly how it sounds. That's why. Yeah, that's better. That's more accurate. We'll have to play that. 
Exactly. There we go. And we got one from Al who texts in who says there needs to be more Iron Maiden goal songs. Something like Run to the Hills. Yeah, that would be all right. I, I don't know if anybody's ever picked. Probably somebody somewhere has played that. I, I, I don't mind this individual goal songs. You got walk-up songs in baseball. What oh, yeah. Goal songs in hockey. Big time. Uh, I'm a big fan right now of, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's the Tommy Tuba, I believe his name uh, is the artist that does the walk-up for the, the reliever from the Mets. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Tommy Trumpet or something? Is it Tommy t- Trumpet, that's it, yes. Yeah, Tommy Trumpet. Yeah, there we go. That's a good track, too. So, Narco, that's the name of the track, Narco, by Tommy Tom- uh, Trumpet. It's really okay, good. perfect. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and that cleans out the goal songs for right now. Okay, good. Well, that was fun, everybody. Thanks for writing it. I got an email here from Rob, inside sports at 630Ched.com. Rob says, Reed, this will be the best Oilers goaltending tandem in several years. Like you've often said about the team as a whole, Smith and Koskinen were good but not great. Their bad nights would kill the team. I expect very few losses this season will be pinned on the goalies. That is uh, from Rob, inside sports at 630Ched.com. Yeah, it's, it's good to hear the optimism about the goaltending. And, and yeah, I mean, Koskinen was interesting because Ko- like Koskinen had a lot of good games. But but, but when he was off, he was uh, he was off. You could sort of say the same for Smith, who uh, wasn't totally healthy this past season. And I know as good as a puck handler as he was, there were some gaffes along the way that led to goals. I, I do think, and I've talked about this on uh, previous shows over the last few weeks, I do think goal scoring is going to go up in the NHL. I do think the Oilers are probably going to score between, I don't know, 310 to 320 goals i think they'll get 20 to 30 goals more than last year um and and i do think if you have a goalie who doesn't give it away and some nights it might be like keep it to three or less i i think i I think the three two league is going to go away a little bit i think some nights you might need to score four to win um so you know i think if if jack campbell has a goals against average around two and a half that's probably going to be pretty good same goes for skinner who's likely not going to play as much but um yeah i mean i I think campbell's a good goaltender skinner is still early in his career we'll see what he can do handling a little more responsibility like i said he played 13 games last season he's probably going to play 26 27 28 this year so about double his nhl workload last year of course he played a lot more if you factor in uh his participation in the american hockey league but yeah appreciate the email rob speaking of uh goaltenders in the summer the oilers signed calvin pickard to a two-year two-way deal he's played in the nhl he's played in the minors and now he's trying to settle in with the Oilers organization i sat down with him after his practice today okay well first of all there was a, a drill today that involved a lot of two-on-o's in tight how does a goalie like that <laughs> i mean uh you see a lot of it now in practice it's uh you know they're good battle drills um you got to realize and take it with a grain of salt that there's going to be goals that go in, but uh, you kind of have to put your best foot forward and and battle uh, right to the end. But uh, no, it's good for good for the players to work on uh, you know in tight scoring chances, and it's good for the goalies to uh, deal with those big chances. Well, I know you had one that a puck that went off your head because it almost flew up to where our, us media guys were sitting, and our reflexes aren't as good, so it's a good thing it didn't make it all the way. And then I, there was another one. I think the two guys passed it back and forth five times, and you still got your stick on. <laughs> I think yeah. it just went in. Yeah, no, I think that was the the game winner to uh, to break the tie. But uh, I mean, if I'm giving giving up uh, five passes and almost getting a piece of it, I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right, tell me a little bit about uh, for you getting the contract with with the Oilers and what the last couple months have been uh, fitting in with the organization. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity.
opportunity. Um, you know, I've been in Detroit's organization the last three years, kind of up and down, mostly down. Um, last year was a good year for me. Uh, played a lot of good hockey in the minors, and, and uh, obviously this opportunity came up, and it was uh, impossible to pass up. Um, and I'm excited uh, since I've been here. I've been here a couple weeks now, and uh, I've been treated uh, very well uh, by all the staff. The players are awesome. The facilities are world class, and and it's uh, you know it's exciting to get it going here the last couple of days, and and uh, definitely excited to get moving into exhibition season. Yeah, and there are some uh, some younger goalies around the team too. I mean, you know, obviously Skinner's looking to take a step this year. Rodriguez, Fanthier here. Um, do they pick your brain at all, or you know, what's the relationship like? Yeah, a little bit. I've seen, I haven't seen the young guys uh, very much since they were in the the rookie tournament there and different group in camp. But uh, yeah, I've gotten to know Skins very well. We skated, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks. And we're on the same team here and in uh, in camp. So um, you know, I, yeah, we're kind of picking each other's brains. Uh, obviously, I'm a little bit older than he is, and uh, you know, he's a great goalie. Um, we can definitely use uh, different things from each other, and and um, we're kind of we already have a good working relationship and. Um, um, you know, he's he's still very young, and, and uh, you know, I remember, it feels like yesterday I was that age, but now I think I'm, I don't know, seven years older than him. It's, it's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty funny, but... So, well, I mean, not that you're uh, not that you're old by any means, but uh, you know, when you look back on uh, on your younger self and the journey, sort of what uh, what stands out as some things you've learned or how you've matured. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy journey. Obviously, um, you're drafted, uh, you start in the minors, you kind of work your way through it, and end up getting an NHL opportunity. It kind of seized it right away, and um, you know, I I played a full or a couple of uh, you know two thirds seasons in Colorado, and then a full season in Colorado where basically everybody on the team struggled and we had a really tough season and um, that just happened to be the year where um, expansion happened so I got snatched up there and then you kind of just have to you know reinvent yourself almost and then you kind of fall out of favor of one spot and then you get moved to another and then it kind of just becomes a carousel so it's um, it's it's been a wild journey for sure um, the last few years has been good uh, you know I had, a, I had a tough year three years ago COVID year was tough obviously didn't play a ton and then last Year, I really got back to playing my game and believing in myself and um, but there's there's a lot of things to learn along the way and um, you know I'm a, I'm a better goalie today than I was when I was when I was playing the NHL seven years ago I just got to believe it and um, you know trust it so going forward it's uh, you know mostly upstairs for sure so um, yeah I'm excited to take this uh, next step with the Oilers okay so your older brother Chet and before we start here you were telling me he just recently announced his retirement uh, both goalies is that planned by someone in the family? Coincidence? Tell me about that. Uh, I mean, he, he's three years older, so he was a goalie first, and then uh, I kind of got thrown in the net, I think, when I was eight, but I was still playing player, and then uh, I was pretty good at it. So when I was nine, I think my dad picked me up from school and said, uh, you got to make the call. you got to be either a full-time goalie or a full-time player. And um, I said, I didn't even hesitate. I just said goalie, and, and uh there hasn't been any regrets since. So you're growing up in Winnipeg uh, when the Jets weren't there. So I, I don't know if you looked up to hockey player, had favorite teams, that favorite favorite athletes, but who were some of the, the players you looked up to when you were a kid? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I didn't really have a favorite team. I, I always watched Hockey Night in Canada, but being in Winnipeg, 
um, you kind of watch the early game was Toronto and the late game would be Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. And a um, couple goalies that stood out for me, obviously, when I was young were uh, Marty Brodeur and, and Patrick Waugh. And then uh, it's pretty surreal actually having Patrick Waugh as a coach in Colorado, which is uh, pretty cool for me uh, growing up and, and, uh, and watching him and then having him coach me. But uh, yeah, I was kind of just a fan of the game. Um, I would try and go to the Moose games in, uh, when they were in the American League there in Winnipeg, and uh, I'd go to Junior A games, and uh, I just love being around the rink and, and watching hockey. All right, that is Calvin Pickard, who will uh, likely be playing for the Bakersfield Condors this season. Maybe you'll see him in the uh, NHL if there's a slump or an injury to Skinner or Campbell. But, yeah, definitely some experience uh, both in the NHL and in the minors over the last few years. He you know, did reference that, some highs, had some lows along the way, but he's coming in here and hoping to make an impression with the Edmonton Oilers, who have their scrimmage tomorrow. Again, it's part of Fan Day. The scrimmage is at 11 a.m. at Rogers Place. It'll be two 25-minute halves. It'll be straight time, so it'll take about an hour. We'll have a little bit more from Stuart Skinner as we uh, take you into the weekend here on Inside Sports on 630 Chat. I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent setting injury lawyers. Miller has scored for the Oil Kings. This is his personalized goal song. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Cole Miller making a 1-0 for the Oil Kings uh, at 15-11 of the first period. Now about two and a half minutes left. Oil Kings leading the Rebels 1-0. That's fun. All right. Montreal's gone ahead of Hamilton, 15-13, 11.5 left in the uh, fourth quarter. Oilers rolling into the preseason here, talking a lot about goaltending tonight. Uh, interesting comment here from Stuart Skinner, who's going to back up Jack Campbell. Skinner was asked about his goaltending role model. As a goalie, I think uh, Dwayne Rolson was my biggest role model. I remember in like growing up in grade one to grade five, I was like trying to tell the teachers that uh, I want the same pads as he uh, as he has, and like he was by far like the coolest guy in my mind uh, growing up. Oh, that's neat. If Skinner can battle like Rollison, then the Oilers will have a good one on their hands for the next several seasons for sure. Uh, a little bit more on Stuart Skinner on globalnews.ca, 630chad.com on the Oilers page. Preseason game coming up Sunday at 4 at Rogers Place. Don't know who's going to play in that one, and we have the scrimmage first at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. All right, uh, Jay Woodcroft uh, also spoke today. Now, we know that the Oilers have uh, a cap crunch. They're right up against it. They might you know, have to have just a 21-man roster instead of 23 at the start of the season. We'll see how that uh, shakes out. But Woodcroft was asked today if the salary cap determines how he evaluates players. Not really. Um, I said this yesterday. I was asked a question about Darnell, and and I said contracts, salary caps. That that doesn't affect me. Uh, I kind of approach it similar to. Um, 
when I was down in Bakersfield in the American Hockey League, and I would say, I don't worry about people until they're right in front of me. Um, so I'm not going to presuppose anything or worry about situations that might occur or might not occur. I think, um, you know, we've had a good first two days of training camp, and we'll let those battles play itself out or themselves out over the, these next two and a half weeks. And, you know, I think... Um, you know, as we let them play out, the answers become clear. Yeah, I think the coach has to pick the, the best possible roster, and then it's up to the GM to decide if if that's the one he's going to make available for the coach or depending on how the salary cap might affect that. But uh, Woodcroft certainly won't be worrying too much about that type of stuff. He will be worrying about the, uh, the roster he ices in the preseason to evaluate players and uh, get his uh, his pros, his, his regulars, his stars prepared for the upcoming season. He was asked how often the big names like McDavid and Drysdale are going to play in the exhibition. Just from an experience level, understanding what you want to accomplish, it's a conversation or a dialogue with some of our more experienced people to see where they're at and what they might need in order to... Um, be prepared for when the regular season starts so that is a, a dialogue and then there's also the fact that we have to ice lineups in uh, you know eight uh, preseason hockey games so uh, you weigh all that and you try and um, have a game plan but take it one day at a time too because you never know what what happens who separates themselves you know if there's any um, you know lingering issues injury wise that type of thing well, and as we talked about yesterday, and I asked him the question about Dylan Holloway, there there are some players that I want to see play in different situations. So I, I'd love to see Holloway get some time with McDavid or Dreisaitl. Maybe Jake Furtanen does. He's he's coming in here after being in the KHL last season. So uh, there's another guy they're probably going to want to see what he can do. I think Furtanen knows he's coming in, trying out for a bottom six role, but he could get an opportunity as well. Uh, Cody Cece is still out, by the way. Max Warner, who's sort of been turning some heads recently uh, for the Oilers, he's been playing up there with Darnell Nurse, filling in for that spot. So I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be on the team, but maybe another name to to scribble down as uh, as part of the future for the Edmonton Oilers. So just some storylines there as we take you through training camp and get you ready for that preseason game on uh, Sunday, 2.30 for the face-off show. It's going to be a 4 o'clock start as they take on the Winnipeg Jets. And again, we don't know, we probably won't know the lineup until Sunday morning, quite frankly. The, the players who aren't playing in that game are going to have a, a skate in the morning. So it'll be process of, uh, of elimination to determine the lineup there. All right, let's let's uh, let's update everything here because we've got a few games going on we've been following. CFL, 9.27 left in the fourth. Montreal leading Hamilton, 15-13. The Blue Jays in a 6-6 tie with Tampa Bay that is in the seventh final minute of the first period at uh, Rogers Place the Oil Kings leading the Red Deer Rebels one nothing uh, just want to make sure I got the latest text here from Mooner early in the second quarter it is 17-3 Saskatchewan leading the U of A Golden Bears as the uh, Bears coming off a couple consecutive wins have pushed into the U Sports top 10 ranked ninth but in tough today against the 3-0 Huskies, Bears are now 2-1. and one. All right, so that's what... Oh, oh tomorrow, uh, Huskies and Wildcats play Prairie Football Conference. Uh, Emerald Hills and Sherwood Park, Wildcats hosting that game. They're 0-5. The Huskies are going in 3-2. and two. So lots uh, lots going on, lots to keep track of here, and it's going to be fun as we're getting rolling with the uh, hockey season. All right, Kellen, we did it. 
Another week down. No, you're, I won't talk to you again until when? Tuesday? Tuesday, unless you want me to uh, call in post game and let you know who the White Rabbit is on Monday night. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how exciting. Oh, the Rebels just tied it. Uh, Rebels scored with 22 seconds left in the first. So now after one, Oil Kings and Rebels 1-1. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. He's been uh, off this week. He's back at it Monday to get ready for the Elks game next Saturday against Montreal. Kellen Kennedy, as you've heard, is your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.